how are you doing today, fam? Like, really, how's life treating you? Would you say that you're in a good place or would you say that you're struggling right now? Regardless of what your answer may be, whether it's, yeah, life, life is pretty good right now, or it's, man, life is trying my very existence. Either way, the way life is set up, everything isn't perfect. In fact, it never has been and it never will be. There's always some area that seems to be undeveloped or not where it could be. I mean, lots, lots is going well. But there's still something that seems to be holding us back. It may be something from our past or a situation that we're confronting today, right now. It takes up a lot of our mental space and probably even a whole lot of our prayer time. It's nagging and we have no direct control over it. It creates anxiety or in some instances we try to ignore or we do things That'll just numb it. So today, would you like to meet that situation squarely face to face? Meaning, are you ready to truly place that thing in God's hands and let him take the burden from you? If so, we're going to take a look in the book of John. And Jesus has a really simple question for you, for me, for all of us. And that's the topic for today. Do you want to be well? Coming up next on The Trifling Ones. All right, so we're going to jump into the book of John, chapter 5, verse 6. And it says, when Jesus saw him lying there, and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? Let me read it one more time. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? This text Um, tells the story of a man who is, they call, lame. Uh, He's a disabled man, and he's trying to get into a pool in an area called Bethesda. Bottom line is that word out on the street was, if you could get into this pool, it'll heal whatever you got going on with you. And so uh, just before this text, we're told that Jesus, he arrives in Jerusalem for a Jewish Jewish festival, and... um, He sees a gang of people. I mean, not just this one dude, but he sees a gang of people who are lying there, who are hanging out there. And it says that some are blind and some are lame and some are paralyzed. And he looks at this one particular man and it says that he's been in his situation for 38 years. And Jesus says, do you want to get well? When Jesus asked a question, his response is, sir, I have no one to help me to get into the pool when the water is stirred. And he says, while I'm trying to get in, somebody else goes down into the pool before me. And so I think that there are two great lessons that we can learn from uh, this very short text. And the first is that we must pursue 
spiritual answers. We must pursue spiritual answers. It says the lame man was at the pool waiting for his opportunity to get in. If he could just get into the water, everything would be all right. He's laying there around a bunch of other folks who are also struggling. Like I mentioned, some are blind and some unable to walk and others are paralyzed. And everybody got something going on and they're trying to get to the water. And that's the supposed answer to their problems. Sometimes we're being held back in some way and we're surrounded by others who are also trying to get whole or become whole. But none of us are getting to the root of the problem. If I could just find the right man or woman, if I could just get this job, if I uh, could just get this house, if I could just get these six figures, man. If I could just get this surgery so I can have the same body that I see on all these IG models. Yeah, if I could get that body, man, things would be all right. If I could just get these many followers on social media or if I could just go viral, if I could just hit the lotto, if I could just. But think about it. If you apply any of those remedies that I just mentioned to a broken person or a hurting person, a person who feels unloved or who has an addiction, a person who's motivated by the wrong things, well, <laughs> they'll get the right man or woman and not know how to treat them or trust them. They'll get the job and be miserable with their coworkers or not like the environment. You know, they'll get the six figures, but still contemplate suicide. They'll have a bunch of followers, you know, on IG or Facebook or TikTok or what have you. And they may even go viral, but still be depressed. They may have that quote unquote dope body and be worried about whether he loves her for her or for her perfectly sculpted hind parts. You may be saying, well, Pastor G, shoot, I'd rather have issues along with some money rather than being broke with these issues. And I would say, yeah, me too. But the reality for me is that I would actually rather truly address the issues so I can truly enjoy the blessings. So we need a spiritual solution to handle our particular setback, our particular thing, because you see. Spiritual solutions provide permanent peace in the midst of horrific situations. You know, while those other things can exist and and they can bring some comfort, the bottom line is that we can have those other things and we still feel broken. Think about it. Wealthy people use drugs to numb their situation. Quote unquote, successful people have anxiety superstars they reach the pinnacle of their career and they die from overdoses do you want to be well the reality is that the solution is spiritual yes there are physical things that will meet our needs and there are things that you know this world can provide that that we need and will help meet our obligations but Wherever we may be, quote unquote, handicapped or paralyzed or lame, whatever that situation is, we need Jesus. Jesus tells the lame man, he says, get up, pick up your mat and walk. 
And that's exactly what dude did. It's important to note that he didn't get anywhere near the water. He didn't go anywhere near the water. He didn't need a physical solution. It was just Jesus asking one profound question. Pause for a minute. Do you want to be well? What are you dealing with? And do you want to be liberated from it? So we must pursue spiritual answers. But then the second point is this. We must have personal spiritual accountability. We must have personal spiritual accountability. Later on in the same chapter in John 5 verses 14 and 15, Jesus sees the man again after he's healed him. And Jesus says to him, see, you're well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. And so the man, he goes away and then he sees the Jewish leaders and he tells the Jewish leaders, he says, Jesus is the one who made me well. So Jesus says, in effect, I've come to you now. I need you to be personally accountable to me. I need you to personally make some changes in your life. See, there are some things that can be done collectively or in tandem with others. But then there are some other things that rest solely on our shoulders. Can't nobody do it for us and we can't do it for anybody else. Those of us who have kids, you know that there are things that there are decisions that you wish you could make for them. And yet they've got to make those decisions all on their own. They've got to walk their path all on their own. They've got to go on that journey all on their own. As much as we wish we could do it for them, they've got to be personally accountable for the things they do, they say, and that they get involved in. We have to make the difference as it relates to our lives. I can't stop sinning for you and you can't bump for me. We can't get to the gates of heaven and then, you know, I'm living foul and you say, but God, you know, I lived right. Can I give him some of what I did? Doesn't work that way. Only you can decide what the future of your life will look like. Only you can decide if you'll truly be dedicated in your life to God. Only you can determine what type of influences you allow into your senses. Only you can determine who gets into your personal space. Only you can determine what your mindset will be. Only you can cast that vote that'll make a difference in the election. Only you can determine how you're going to treat people. Only you. So there's a personal accountability that God is requiring of you. And so we may sit back at times and say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. You know, this this is the reason why I won't get baptized. This is the reason why I won't do this because because I'm not ready. And the question is, do you want to be well? Because if you want to be well, it requires personal spiritual accountability. And so if you want to be well, then pursue spiritual answers. Stop looking at the things in the physical world to try to help you, to try to make you feel better, to try to numb you. 
And then after you pursue those spiritual answers, then be sure to have personal spiritual accountability. Heavenly Father, we come before you today knowing that we want to be better. We want to be well. We're so tired of laying by something in this world or somebody in this world waiting for them to address something that we know you can take care of, that we know is spiritual in nature. Again, we're tired, Lord. We want to be well. Touch our lives, touch our bodies, touch our minds, touch our families, touch our professions, touch our finances, touch every single area. We turn it over to you. We ask right now, Heavenly Father, that you would have our way, that you would make us right and make us whole. That even if our situation doesn't change, that you give us the peace to endure it and the strength to endure it. Now, Lord, we recognize that it requires a certain level of accountability on our part. Give us what we need to make the right decisions, to walk in line with you, to be guided by your spirit. And when you do these things, we'll be so careful to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. It is in your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ's name, that we pray. And all of the trifling ones said, Amen. Amen.